all living in a world gone geek. It's time to geek hard or go home. The podcast is real. Here's your host, Grounded Geek. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. It is World Gone Geek. The podcast is real here on Sunday night at uh, 7 p.m. We are so grateful that you stopped by because we have some fun stuff to do tonight. Oh, my gosh. We spent some time at Fan Expo Cleveland yesterday, and we talked to a lot of people. We saw a lot of cosplays, and we're going to share some of that stuff with you guys today. Uh, we're also going to share it with uh, Aaliyah because she couldn't make it to there. She was out of town. Uh, so we're going to try to give her the con experience here within the show. So if you weren't able to be there, too, we're gonna you're, you're going to be able to get that experience right alongside uh, her. And then uh, Utah, who uh, was there for most of Saturday with me. And we Command did. Enterprise. Uh, yeah. Command. What is that? A, the 50th anniversary of Star Trek? <sighs> Hold on a second. This you know, badge not working. Ever since they... <sighs> <laughs> Freaking combat. Just why can't I just use the old communicators anymore? You know, it just <laughs> right. Here we go. This is a 50th, 50th anniversary Star Trek combat. That's pretty amazing. Love that. So you were tapping it. Does it actually make noise? Because some of them make the no, little. So this version, this version is strictly for show. Okay, you were just uh, but there is another. I wasn't pretending like it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they do have ones with a magnetic clasp like this uh, that do make sounds, and they also have one that's actually a Bluetooth uh, microphone and speaker. Nice. So you can uh, pair it with your phone and use it to talk to people on your phone and you can tap it to answer and tap it to hang up. That's just crazy. Um, so I, you know, wow. how, how expensive is that? Because that's something I would probably buy. I honestly, you know, I honestly don't know. Cause it's been a while. Like, so, so I got this, uh, you know, the 50th anniversary was what, 2016, I think. So it's been a few years since I got this and that Bluetooth communicator was, um, introduced that year. So who knows? It's probably gotten cheaper since then, but mm -hmm. they also have the old fashioned flip communicator. That's also Bluetooth that you can use yeah, as a phone too. So cool. So yeah. So Don't you want one now too, Aaliyah? Do you want to feel yeah. like you're a Star Trek? I do. <laughs> I am. Well, you know, always wanted of, to feel like I'm a Trekkie. Yeah. There's kind of a theme here that we'll probably hit upon uh, a little bit later in the show. Well, so. no, we may as well hit upon it now because we're oh, going okay. well, well, to cover some of our little uh, stuff that we happened that we did. And then we got a bunch of interviews to watch and then kind of discuss. Yeah. So this might be a little bit of a longer show, just a little bit. Um, Cause you know, so a couple of, I sat down with a couple of these guys for like 10 minutes or more. So that was fun. Uh, so go ahead. Yeah. We had a kind of a theme going uh, the other day. Um, there's Utah is holding it up. If you're on the podcast, uh, you probably can guess from the, the music. Um, I see the reflection of your computer in it, but there's yeah, Utah yeah. The and me the <laughs> and the captain himself, Captain Kirk. William Shatner. We we stood near the man who has been in space, both fake and real. And real. Yep. How cool is that? Pretty awesome. He he and he was. You know what? He was really on it. He was lucid and with it. Like he was. <laughs> oh, he was oh, saying hello, hello to everyone. He was know, saying hello and, and thanking being, us you know, for telling him he yeah, was the, yeah. the greatest thing that ever happened in our lives. And uh, no, I'm just, we <laughs> oh, didn't he, say oh, that. Oh, oh he I did, told you. We, I did say it was a he, great honor, and he was like, "Yo, thank you." He told us different things. He told me like, get a life. He told you something. He told you something different. So. <laughs> you remember that Saturday Night Live skit? <laughs> He's like, up the, it's like, 
Good life. Good life. <laughs> so great. Um, yeah, we met the captain uh, of the Enterprise uh, himself. That was very brief, though. If you've ever been to one of these cons, and this is Elia, this is the interesting thing about these photo ops. Like, it's like, dude, you met Captain Kirk. Well, well. literally, we stood next to him <laughs> for about a fraction, about three seconds. That, and I'm well, not even exaggerating. Maybe five. Maybe it was five. So you're in this line, they rush you through, you have to drop your bags off and have no idea if stuff's going to get stolen because you have to <laughs> a random, random table and the person didn't see you put it there. They move it, you know, the crew person. And then uh, you get into the room and you see other people standing next to him and getting their picture. And then they're rushed out. Another person gets up, rushed out. And then when you, it's your turn. You like, you go up there, you get in your pose. You got to get in the pose quick. Otherwise the picture is you going. Otherwise the picture is you getting in the pose. Right. <laughs> so you turn and get in the pose, just start smiling. Cause you don't know when they're pulling that trigger. And yeah. And then that's the, the and then at the, and then they rush you right out. It's like, boom, boom. You don't get a chance to talk. They got it. Yeah. Now, the photo ops are quick. We still we briefly talked to us. Campbell when oh we, yeah. We did a little bit. No, yeah. He did speak to us. Yes. But we didn't have like a, a couple We'd of have a real conversation. Like, yeah. <laughs> With Bruce, we did like exchange uh, pleasantries a little bit more. It was a, I mean? a few sentences back and forth yeah. with Bruce yeah. Campbell, which was cool. So I think that's just him. That's it. And of course, it was different because there wasn't COVID. There wasn't plexiglass between us. <laughs> that was, Yeah. So Bill Shatner was the only photo op uh, celebrity that had basically a sheet, a, a thin sheet of plexiglass uh, to the left of him that separated him from the people that paid for the photo op. And, and actually, oh, you know, really? they, they did it. I don't even know if you can see it through the glare and everything else. It looks like a line right down. Yeah, the it looks and like a, but it just looks like a line straight down. Yeah. Uh, so they did a good job of making it thin and lining it up with the, with the camera so that it was not so obvious. Um, but yeah, you know, but we got pretty close. I, I was expecting something to be like, you know, I was so feet, worried it was going to look like, right. Like, like, like we were going like to be over here. Awkward. Those yeah. awkward Avril Lavigne ones that came out right, years right. ago, not even like, COVID related. Right, just like four just feet be, away from her. Yeah. yeah, but it wasn't. He, he, he was he was maybe a foot away, and we were able to get close to the plexiglass. Yeah. I was I I I'd messaged Jeff, and I wish I would have thought of this when we were in line. Right? We should have done. We should have done that that Spock dying scene from Wrath of Khan. Just put our hands up on the plexiglass. Go ship. Out of danger. <laughs> he would have totally gotten that joke. He totally would have gotten it. That's one of the, that's like one oh of the, one God. of the signature scenes from one yeah. of the best Star Trek movies ever. Right. Or right. the needs of the many outweigh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. I can't believe I thought of that after we left. Right. Oh, I know I you were so upset. It. I was, I was so upset. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> you even asked, is he there again tomorrow? I was like, is he, like is we're going go to tomorrow? pay another hundred bucks or whatever to see this guy. You no. bet a hundred dollars to go see him. So we split it. It was actually 140 to sit with, with William Shatner for three yeah. seconds and you get a photo. That's, yeah. that's these, that's fan expo. That's wizard but world. That, unfortunately, that, yeah, wizard that, world and this, fan expo. these types of cons, the way they have their photo ops is wow. you pay a certain amount and each celebrity is a different tier, right? So yeah. Bill Shatner was $140, but it was one of the highest. He, he was, was higher than highest. Kevin Smith. Yeah, he, Kevin. He was higher than Kevin Smith solo, not right. higher, <laughs> not oh higher gosh. than <laughs> Jay and Silent Bob. So, um, so get this. Yeah, <laughs> the 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 photo ops for Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes, who play uh, Silent Bob and Jay in the Clerks movies and these other in the movies Kevin that Smith Kevin Smith directs. Yeah, um, 
to get a photo with Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes, it's, it was like 130 bucks or something like that for both of them. And we're like, yeah. not bad. That's two guys. If we yeah. went in there together, we split it. It's 70 bucks a, a pop or 65, whatever. Yeah. That's not terrible. No. Well, if you want to get a picture of them as their alter egos, Silent Bob and Jason or and Jay from the movies, basically Kevin Smith in a black trench coat and a turned around hat. And, and then Jason Jay just, just turns his as, Yeah, just with his hat backwards, <laughs> basically. So to get that extra effect, it went from one forty to, to three hundred and fifty. I mean, it was more than it was more double. than double. Just for them to be in character. Just for them to put co- put a charge coat and a hat on. Yeah, I didn't. I do but, not understand that. I could see a little upcharge because it is. It's more. It's like people want that one more. It's more iconic. It's their characters. You know what I mean? That's who they really want to see. Is the characters more than the actors? Yeah, but yeah, but at the same time, you <sighs> that's know, too much. That's a now, lot. I wonder. I mean, lot. I'm sure people paid out. I I just yeah. yeah I know. I, I saw. I'm not even split that with you. <laughs> right. Too much. <laughs> Matt's Matt's correct. I would have paid that much if it were if they were blunt men and chronic. Absolutely. <laughs> that that at least is extra than just Kevin That's putting up. Like if we paid sure. 130 bucks and I had a trench coat, I say, hey Kevin, could you wear this for me? Would they do it? Or would they would they say, Oh, I'm sorry, no, no that's enough. You're that's not an allowed extra to hundred. hand them anything. Oh, that's when, right. When Rachel and I went in to see Millie Bobby Brown, she had a uh, an ego box and made her put it down. So she couldn't bring the egos in. They could. They couldn't. Things. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. Right. Well, but that was mostly for like uh, branding purposes. Like they didn't want to advertise, I think. But oh, you know still, what that makes? I wonder if it was just like a generic waffle. If it was a generic yeah. waffle box, they might have let it. But I, yeah. the branding makes sense. Yeah, I you guess. Can't give them sense. a prop either, I guess. Anyway, so that's what you're looking forward to, Aliyah, when you finally go. Uh, there may not have been even anybody there that you would have wanted to take a picture with that badly. Um, there were for, a lot of anime voiceover actors. Oh, tons. Those are a little less expensive. Those are like maybe 40 or Those 50. Those are like 30, 40, 50. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, somewhere okay. in that range. And you can even, and, and for that much, 30, 40, 50 you bucks, talk you, to can, them. you can you talk to them. You actually talk to them for a few minutes. Like, it's not rushed in and out. You get in a line, you get up to them, you can have yeah, a You can have a conversation. You, and I don't even think you have to pay for that if they're like not busy. No, no. They'll be more than happy to converse with you. Oh, but yeah. you can also, you can also pay like uh, 30, 40, 50 bucks and they'll record stuff for you. Like they'll yeah. record an outgoing voicemail message for you in whatever voice or character that you want them to, or yeah. um, just maybe an alarm or something. So that's kind of cool. It's kind of nice. Yeah. Those are fun. What were the, what were the ones who she recognized? Uh, I didn't, I don't, there I were a few the from attack voices. on Titan. There were a few from dragon ball Z, uh, some from Genshin impact, which I thought was interesting. I didn't realize, you know, I, I know of Genshin impact. I've played it a couple times cause it's a free game. I didn't realize it was such a big deal, but you know, I mean, it's essentially, it's I'm uh pretty well breath of the wild I'm, I'm, with anime characters. Right. I mean, right. Yeah. What it I've played of it. You yeah. get, you can be multiple characters though that's a little different but the climbing mechanisms the fighting mechanisms everything the gl- you, have, you get wings and stuff or whatever to, to float it's very similar yeah it is very similar um but they also had some people from uh, my hero academia uh one punch man um and now i'm gonna go to the list because that's all i have off the top of my head well uh, they had a lot of great they had a lot of great voice janet actors. varney from legend of cora she's cora did yes. you watch those oh yeah 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 she was there she was on the celebrity side she wasn't even on the 
anime voice actor side. Like she was over there with Rob Paulson and Billy West and oh, wow. uh, oh, yeah, folks yeah, yeah. from, you know, uh, like cartoon shows and stuff. Cause she's done more than she's just, done more than uh, just Cora. Yeah. Um, and so is these other, the other folks too, but a lot of the uh, anime voice actors, like they've done a lot of different animes, you know yeah. what I mean? Not Demon Slayer. Anime and oh, been the Simpsons, you know what I mean? It's not yeah. like that kind of, yeah, more mainstream stuff. Yeah, you yeah. know, I, I feel like being a voice actor. When, once you get like a part uh, as a voice actor on an anime, then I feel like you're set because more often than not, you're going to get a part in another anime. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get at least two, maybe three. Right. So you know, I mean, and then you like can that's... sometimes you get to do various various voices, quote unquote. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you see in IMDb, it's like you know Joe Smith, uh, various voices or additional voices. Yep. yep and it's yep. like he was a he was a chef in the back going order up. Right. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then you get what, D. Bradley Baker, who just makes noises. Yes, he's right. animal. He's animals a lot of the time. That's, that's right. It's amazing. That's right. He but he's, he's amazing literally, literally so animals. Good. Yep. Yeah. It's too funny. And um, then you get to go to cons and, you know, then because I think a, a lot of the money that, uh, especially the voice actors and the, and the lower tier actors, um, a lot of the money for the selfies, photos, recordings, and autographs goes to them because mm-hmm. they're by, oh, yeah. you know, they get a certain contract. They have to show up at, at a, a certain number of, of these fan expo cons. And then, you know, the rest that get the pocket. So I don't necessarily feel horrible in like paying no. reasonable prices for these right. things. Right. I mean, yeah, they get their salary from doing voice acting, but this is probably a lot of, of their uh, extra money too, or they wouldn't do oh. it. Right. I mean, yeah, exactly. well, I wouldn't say that they would do it because they want to meet the fans. Sometimes they like, they like so, many of these folks like to do this. You know what I mean? They have a good time, Correct. but it doesn't hurt to get a little green. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. So that's yeah. the truth. That's the absolute truth. It does right? not. Um, so yeah, let's actually, um, is that let's, Oh, we also met, uh, John Delancey. From, who was Q from Star Trek? He was behind plexiglass too at his table, but yes, uh, we we didn't go for the the big the professional. We went for the table camera. We went for the uh, selfie, the selfie. Yeah, we'll the, post yeah. that on the Facebook and Instagram and stuff, so you can see how tiny he looks behind us because he, he he's really short. He's a oh, lot. You've shorter. got it. There you go. He's a lot shorter <laughs> in, in person than <laughs> like I mean he's. he's I mean, look at him in the back there. I think he's on an Apple box or something. <laughs> <laughs> but he like, look at how tiny yeah. he is compared. Well, look, compared to me, good grief. <laughs> it's like, put that down now. You talk. Okay. <laughs> but, um, but we know we, it was nice too. Cause we, we, we got a few, uh, you know, a, a couple of minutes with him and we talked to him a little bit, had a small conversation and, uh, yeah, it he was, was nice. super nice. He was super nice. So and don't forget yeah. he was also in My Little Pony as the voice of Discord. One of my and, favorite My Little Pony characters ever. Yeah. And he was a, a bartender or a restaurant owner or something in Dick's yeah, Bar Lives back yeah, in the yeah. early 80s. What was it? Wow. Eugene? Eugene something? Bradford. Eugene yep. Bradford. Yeah. My mom watched that show like every day. Like this was before we could record it. Like, you know, there's no right. VR. No. We only had four channels, VCR. no VCRs. If yeah. you missed it, you missed it. My yeah. grandmother would watch General Hospital all the time. That was the show. That's the show. Well, Days of Our Lives. Well, that was funny because I remember when he appeared on that first episode of The Next Generation, I'm like, hey, 
It's the guy from Days of Our Lives. <laughs> and I know, and, I, and we joked, I'm like, I know that's never been how someone has like recognized. They're like, hey, is that the guy from Days of Our Lives? He's a super <laughs> Star guy. Trek. Or, Could you imagine uh, if you introduced him or introduced yourself to him like that? Oh, you yeah. were on. Yeah. Days well, we did Lives. anyway. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, we got some really fun uh, interviews and stuff. So let's go ahead and, and watch a couple of those. So the first one I'm going to play here um, was a voice uh, act, one of the voice actors. So I'm going to do some of the shorter ones first to kind of get those um, done. Uh, let me see. Where's the here it is. Cool. So, yeah, I spoke with uh, Lucy Pohl. Uh, hey. Lucy is a voice actress. She has been in lots of uh, things. Uh, most notably for some would be her role as Mercy in the video game Overwatch. Uh, what does she say all the time? Um, uh, Heroes never die. Heroes yeah, was, never. I should have made it. I should have asked her to say it right, but I didn't. Um, but yeah, so she's the voice of uh, voice of Mercy. I spoke to her. Um, we could only speak to the people at the tables for about three or four minutes. Um, if if the, if they kept talking to me and uh, uh, Jerry the the media was guy there time? Come over oh there's a, okay, there's a media guy I was we, gonna say was there like stop, a timer but <laughs> it was pretty you know he's like keep it to three or four minutes which I did I tried to do. I don't respect that because he's letting us come and do this I yeah don't right wanna, you know disrespect that but um yeah, yeah. and he's super nice for doing uh, you know for how he arranges all this it's really great but um yeah the uh, uh, you know, we just, I just had like three or four minutes with her. So it's, it's not very long, but let's watch this. Let's see. How do I do this so that it'll be full screen? Let's try this. That's me full screen. We don't want that. But what if I do this? Here we go. Yeah, that's correct. I was born in Germany and I was eight years old when we moved to New York. So I grew, grew up in New York. Yeah, 12 years. <laughs> don't laugh. She was not, she's not happy that I kind of implied that she's been here a Way long time. 12 years. She's obviously very young. And I, I apologize, Lucy, if you're happy to see this. <laughs> that is not what I was implying at all. I just meant, oh, you've been away from Germany for a little while. Like it was not, uh, mm -hmm. you know, that's what I meant. Sure. Whatever. Uh, Great. She's never going to get on the show now. Thanks. Well, so. possibly no. Let's see. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. No, not that much. Yeah. But I did live there um, again after high school. I, I went to uh, college there, basically acting school. Yeah. All right, shut up, Jeff. You're talking about yourself now. <laughs> I don't know why I did that, but I couldn't resist. I was. We were talking about Germany. I, uh, I, went, I went to Anne Frank's house, and then I had, uh, and then I had I a really did. good meal, and then I had so a really good meal afterwards. I had I amazing did. waffles. It right was after. waffles. <laughs> yeah. Did I already tell you this story? Okay. Let's yes. We, we, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, it would have been really obnoxious if I had gone into that story with her too, right? I didn't. Here's yeah, yeah, you question. didn't. No, that would have been right. very cringy. Yeah. Here we go. Tell me a little bit about how you got into voice acting. Like, what? How did this start for you? Um. Well, I was uh, an actor, and uh, so that kind of, you know, those opportunities kind of, you know, branch out of just the like. Uh, umbrella of acting, I guess. So yeah, it just came out of that. I started voice acting. I the first thing I ever did was dub Chloe Kardashian for German TV. Really? And I did. Huh. Did you catch that? 
That's amazing. And German TV, she's so Khloe she, Kardashian. Oh, she, she dubbed Khloe Kardashian for German. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> that's incredible. That's hilarious. So that's obviously she funny. speaks, she can speak German. So she obviously. must speak German. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. Cause she, even though she hadn't been there for like 12 years, no, I'm kidding. That's like the Some cartoons. I did commercial <laughs> voiceover work and then I would just audition for stuff. And then this audition came along and I, I got, I got it. I booked it. That's fantastic. <laughs> There's a, I mean, Overwatch 2 is coming out. Is that, yep. are, you, are you, is Mercy coming back? Or? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the beta just came out, uh, gosh, two, three days ago. Yeah. So that's very exciting. And yeah, obviously Blizzard was uh, taken over by Microsoft. And so they're really making a big push to get everything out ASAP. And um, the fans have been waiting for a long time. So it's very exciting. It should be coming out very soon. So, yeah. Can you give, give us any hints about some of the Spoilers. I can't, not really. I just that, you know, people know that it's going to have more of a story mode uh, to it. And it's really exciting. There's some really exciting stuff in there. There's really exciting new voice lines. Uh, I think some fans, some, some people who play the game have already noticed in the beta that Mercy's like a little more upbeat and, and maybe a little bit more confident, although she was always confident. Yeah, she, there's going to be, you know, slight little um, character developments. Let's put it that way. But it's really fun, yeah. So when you sit down to record for a video game... I don't sit, I stand. Well, I st- she doesn't sit, she stands. <laughs> you stand, I stand, Jeff. Look she at her. Gotcha. Like, she gotcha. I don't, I don't sit, I stand. Which makes, I, I mean, I totally know that, right? Because I've seen these voice actors do their jobs and countless behind the scenes. Uh, things. They're never gotcha. sitting down. I was just no, like... No, no. That is just stupid. Yeah, but when you're like talking to someone that you're like, I didn't oh, think of it. I'm yeah. so excited. You know, like, you know, even yes, they are normal people. I love it. But, she, yeah. she got you, Jeff. She got you. She sure did. Look at her. She's judging me. <laughs> no, she was great. I'm just funny. Dude, <laughs> when it's time to record for video, yeah. there's, I mean, I know there's a hundred, how many voice lines do you think you've recorded for Mercy for even just one of the games? Oh, over the years, I mean, I've been doing Mercy's voice for uh, five years now, almost yeah, six, wow. five and a half years. I can't tell you how many voice lines. I mean, thousands. Yeah, yeah thousands. Because there's, yeah. I mean, there's so many different situations in the game. Where the yeah. Up. It seems like from a voice act, I mean, you know, if you were in a doing a cartoon or doing Chloe Kardashian, you know, there's a specific you know script that you're following. Yeah. You're just kind of given lines and sometimes without context, like yeah. How do you find Mercy in order to bring that voice out? Well, what's really great is that you have a team that you're working with. So the, the writers will be uh, in the recording session. There, there there will be a director. So we talk about each line and each line gets um, put into context by the writers. And then the director works with you on kind of finding the right, you know, um, intention and volume. And so you, so you don't really go into it blindly not knowing is this in combat or is this a conversation is you know so you get all of that context and then you usually do a few different um sort of takes you know on what it could be and then the rest they kind of choose what they need to make it work but yeah that's awesome yeah thank you so much yeah of course all right. So there, uh, uh, there we go. Uh, yeah. So that's Lucy Pulse. She was uh, a delight to speak with. She was really fun. What a lovely woman. Right. She totally, um, let's put this back where it was. Um, the, uh, yeah, it was a great time. 
that uh, did you recognize? Did you recognize? I know that Red Dead Redemption Two is like one of your favorite games, Jeff. Did you realize that she played some local pedestrians in that game? Oh yeah! Every time the pedestrian came up, I'm like, "Is that Lucy Paul?" Oh my god, that sounds like Mercy. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't know that she played that. I wish I had known. I would have asked her about that. <laughs> and she's in Gotham Knights. Very cool. Oh, that and that's coming out soon. As a thug. Later this year or something. A thug. She's yeah, far she's from a, a thug. Look yeah, at her. You could, a, you, you could tell she's just a by very looking nice at her. person. There's you no could tell way. Just by looking at her, she's a thug. She did judge me a little bit for saying that she said a, no. li- a little. A little. <laughs> a little. I'm just kidding. She's All awesome. Right. I love her sense uh, yeah, no, so, awesome. so when you're doing she's these great. interviews, are you like carrying around the stuff or are they coming to you? No, no, that was at her table. So I've got, I've just got, got a lot of, he's got a lot of emotional around. baggage he brings around with him. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to tell her about my trip to Germany. Um, <laughs> so uh, this next Post interview. Post Frank Waffles. <laughs> right. Uh, so this next interview um, is uh, with uh, Dan Parent. Dan is the uh, author and uh, I said author and writer. I started to say writer and artist. (laughs) Arthur. He's Arthur. He's the Arthur. Um, (laughs) The writer and artist from uh, Archie Comics, which uh, if you've, I mean, you can't like have existed and never heard of Archie Comics, right? I mean, even if you don't like them, you've heard of them, right? Riverdale. Yeah. You've never heard of an Archie comic? Right, or Aaliyah? Your face, Aaliyah, says it all. Okay. <laughs> if Archie, I showed you isn't a- that like the, Amer- the, isn't it on Adult Swim? No. But no. if I showed you. Oh, wait, that's Archer. Yeah, that's yeah, Archer. That's if I showed you a picture you've of seen Archie it. and the gang, Archie and Jughead, you would be like, I've seen those. You just don't know anything about them, which is fine. And you know, right. And you know about the show Riverdale, right? But there's no way you've never seen them before, I feel like, right? You Are you looking it up now? I, I am. am. All right, look I it up while we actually get this started from uh, from Dan Parent. Let's talk to Dan. Welcome to Cleveland. Thank you very much. Um, is this the first time you've been here? You've been here before? I've been here, I've been here quite a few times. Okay. Yeah. And, and for uh, events like this, I've been, or I've been to a, few, a couple of comic cons before. Um, I've also gone to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame a few times. So I really enjoy going there, um, the museum. Um, but yeah, I've been here. I love it. Awesome. Um, so you've been part of an iconic comic book series. Uh, yeah. Archie. He's been around. Well, he's an octogenarian now. It doesn't look a day over 18. But I know, I know. He's, uh, he's what, 85 <laughs> years oh, he's now? 80, oh, is he, he's 81. 81. 81, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just want to point out the one the one thing I will say that they messed up is uh, they put Dan on this couch literally right behind the table where the other media folks are checking in. So that's why you hear all this. Uh, so that's why the there's background. so much background noise. And I'm like, oh, why are we here? Um, but it is what it is. So that, yeah, I just want to explain yeah. why there's such commotion. Um, and you've been there for how long? I've been there 35 years. That's a long time. That a long, a long time. A, a, a big chunk of it. It is. So my goal is to make every celebrity I talk to feel really old. Yeah. <laughs> As you can see. Um, <laughs> you're doing yeah, yeah, That's pretty good. He, I you think are he's actually younger than that me. Goal. So I don't know. <laughs> I do not know where that came from. Here we go. And it's it's literally <laughs> probably one of the most yeah. kind of well-known and, and, and still beloved today. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Archie has been um, part of American culture for decades. And we still have a huge variety of readers from every age bracket, from like five, six-year-old kids all the way up to people my age. So, yeah. Yeah. So um, what was... Before 
before Archie for you? Like, how did you get into writing and uh, art and uh, comics? As a kid, I um, got into comic books at a very young age, five years old, starting out with Harvey Comics, which were Richie Rich, Casper, oh, yeah. hot stuff. Um, and even though they stopped publishing those, those were what got me into comics. Then I got into Archie as a kid, and then I also then I got into like superhero comics. But uh, as I grew up, I was just I was always drawing anything Archie superheroes. But um, Archie always kind of I always kind of went back to Archie for some reason. I always like kind of going back to that that, that style that I really liked. And then when I was I went to art school um, when I got out of high school, uh, I just found that um, I used Archie in a lot of my projects. I, I, I still had a love for Archie, and um, and then they really they um, Archie Comics came to the school looking for um, artists, and fortunately I had Archie, Archie samples that were done. So and then um, kind of from there, I just lucked out, got to work with Archie and. Now, did, did you get, did you start writing right away, or was it just illustrating um, first? And I started writing illustrator. I started illustrating at first, and then after I was at RG for three or four years, I started to write my own stories. So after you know, after a few years, I was writing Android. Okay. Now, there, were there um, when, when you mentioned that you read some other comics, like uh, uh, as far as superhero comics. These people were so distracting. Like I was, yeah, I'm literally like <laughs> trying to get my questions straight, and I hear these people right here going blah 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 blah. blah, blah. They, yeah, they were getting like they louder, more, gradually more louder. louder. Yeah, yeah. So I just apologize for that part. Were there any artists or specific characters that really kind of inspires you when you read? Oh yeah, I mean, reading superhero comics, I really love. Like, I was more of a, like definitely more of a DC guy than Marvel. Although I did like, I love Spider Man a lot. But, um, I loved like the Legion of Superheroes by DC. I loved Kurt Swan Superman. I loved um, George Perez. I loved um, Jerry Ordway. He was later. He was actually when I was still in comics. But I still love Jerry Ordway stuff. I just stay, and I was always a big fan of his stuff um, but yeah uh, the Justice League I also love too um, so yeah there was Neil Adams was a, was a big Neil Adams yeah. fan so um, all that was part of my part of my childhood awesome yeah now um, Archie's had a lot of interesting evolutions and interpretations over the years just stop there real quick uh, R.I.P. Neil Adams he literally uh, died literally, the day this interview was taken place. I was going to say yeah yeah, and just uh, just a couple days that ago. That was really sad. Um, wow. eighty years old. Uh, yeah. but uh, yeah, he uh, he drew uh the comic that was the exclusive there. It's Batman in Cleveland. Yep. Uh, that was the exclusive there, and uh, wow. Uh, so R.I.P. Neil Adams, great great artist. He's, he's uh, evolved and changed. Uh, I know that you were involved, of course, with uh, Kevin Keller. Kevin Keller, yeah. Uh, yep. Being introduced as the first uh, Open the Gay character right. on the show. Yep. Now it's there's uh, two different Sabrina uh, the Teenage Witch shows, <laughs> yep. Riverdale. Um, what is it do you think uh, that it is about Archie and the gang that it has endured for so long? I, you know, I don't know if there's an exact answer. I think the main thing is that the characters just resonate with people. The characters have been around for so long. Uh, they're sort of ingrained in a lot of people's like psyche. Like people that just know Archie because they grew up on it, or their parents grew up on it. So it's just sort of in our in our heads. Like you know, you know, you see the little the digest at the checkout stands in the stores, and that's how a lot of people get introduced to it. But the characters just um, they resonate, and that's how come they work in any like format. They work as you know, in Riverdale, which is a totally different kind of show. They work in like uh, our 
Archie's Weird Mysteries, or like Sabrina has had like so many different varieties of shows on TV. You know, like the, the horror show that was just on to like the, the sitcom that was on in the '90s, the cartoon. There's a manga series. So the characters are it's the characters, the strength of the characters, because people will follow the characters into to almost any situation. And especially the, the most enduring um, draw to Archie has been the love, the the, the, the um, love triangle, okay, Archie, Betty, and Veronica. Sure, that's that's the that's the main thing that gets everybody into Archie. The um, a few years ago, Archie crossed over with Batman, uh, which, yeah. which was nineteen sixty six Batman, which is yeah, yeah, just yeah. perfect. I think yeah. if it's yeah. the Archie, like, yeah, that was one of my favorite. Mystique, that was one of perfectly. my favorite projects. Um, how did that kind of come about? Like, was that well, whose idea was that? That was my idea, actually, because what happened was, um, well, I shouldn't take all the credit for. It. I had I had pitched it with another artist at DC, and um, we pitched it. Um, Essentially, it was it was uh, we pitched it with Steve Orlando, and then he moved on to other. This took about three years to get going. You know, you pitch a project, sometimes it goes back, it bounces back and forth between the companies. But um, Steve, because it's a big deal, he was put on other books, so they would bring in other writers. Like, there was a couple other writers that were supposed to come in. Um, and then like that ended up being Jeff Parker, who actually wrote the Batman sixty six comic. Um, but I didn't care as long as I was the artist. I didn't care who, who I was working with. Um, um, but yeah, that, that, and the reason I pitched it is because I, I wanted to draw Batman and I wanted to draw Batman 66. And if, if, if I'm going to do it, that's the best way it's going to happen is if I pitch a crossover. So um, we pitched the crossover, it got approved, and then um, yeah, then it came out. And um, it was, you know, one of the probably, if not the mo- most favorite projects of mine, it was one of them. Yeah. Just, just, just the mixing of the two styles. So much fun. Now, if Archie could cross over with any other superhero, who would be? Um, who do you think would be next? Well, Superman would be good. Mm-hmm. Um, I also would like to do. Um, I, I love the Legion of Superheroes. So, if there's a way that we could do like the classic Legion of Superheroes, that would be great. And I would. I think like a, um, like something like Betty and Veronica Wonder Woman would be like a great team up too. Yeah. So uh, yeah, there's a, those are a few that you know you never know could happen. <laughs> now I know I know that you also independently published. Uh, die, Kitty, Die. Right. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, that was a project where, you know, um, I wanted to just do something uh, different, you know, like something that, you know, was a little edgier than Archie, but nothing that would get me in trouble or anything. But I just had the idea for this book, and my friend Fernando, you know, we came up with the idea. And um, so we were sort of like, do we pitch this to somebody? But we're so used to like, pitching stuff. And, you know, when you pitch things, you know, sometimes your first vision gets changed because you're working with another company. So we were like, well, like, it's just, if we kickstart this on Kickstarter, we can do it exactly how we want to do it. <laughs> so, that, so we decided we'll try Kickstarter and see what happens. And um, it was a big success. We were really, really lucky. Uh, we did exactly what we wanted to do. Um, then we did find a publisher afterward. Check Chapter House in Canada published it. So, um, but, but it was also a tremendous amount of work. Like Kickstarting, because you don't realize when you're just an artist or a writer, you just do your writing and art, you're writing, drawing, you're done. But when you're publishing it yourself, doing the content, and you're editing it, you're, it's a whole, it feels like a 24 7 project almost. So um, there's a lot of work, but a lot of creative reward that goes with it. So, um, yes, we've done like four series of Die Kitty Die, which is really great. Probably do another one at some point. Um, but um, I, I I um, am very, um, very happy with the way uh, Kickstarter helped us. Yeah. 
So there, that was Dan Parent. I'm cutting off there. So we, I interviewed him for a little bit longer. He talked about some of his uh, things he likes to do in his spare time, personal uh, charity uh, activity and things like that. We'll publish the full interview on our YouTube page uh, shortly after all this is done. Uh, but he was, a, he was a great guy. Really cool. Interesting information. Archie's been around forever, right? Oh, I can't hear you, Todd. I can't hear you. So Utah couldn't hear during the Dan Parent interview. Now we he got Dan Parent back, but we lost him. So he's going to look into that. You can't hear uh, us? Oh, you can't? You no, know, he can hear us. Okay. <laughs> well, it, oh, you know, I mean, come on. It wouldn't be a World Gone Geek show if there weren't technical difficulties. That's right. So Utah's got some technical difficulties. Utah wants me to do this part. What's up with that? <laughs> I figured out your hand signals. I knew what you meant. All right. Um, so, yeah, Dan Parent, <laughs> great guy. Archie uh, Comics, check it out. Also, Die Kitty Die, which is his uh, sort of uh, personal pet project that he did uh, with uh, a friend and there you go I don't think I can hear you still no check the audio check your settings and look to see if you got meters and stuff because uh, that may be part of it Matt's laughing alright well. <laughs> there we go um, yeah so the, of course the, he's laughing of course right? he's yeah oh wait I heard you for a second did you hear, did you hear yeah, that you're back you're back yeah you yeah are. you're back very okay. cool okay all right. So the next interview we've got lined up here. Uh, this was a lot of fun. This one. Um, I enjoyed this. Uh, it was a, a chance to talk with Charles Martinet, who is the voice of Mario. Mario. Yeah. Cool. And uh, he was just a joy. I mean, he was just such a fun guy to be with. And um, so it went from like him just breaking into Mario for no reason, just like all of a sudden and like constantly. <laughs> Some voice actors the camera, do that too. Which, which he was loving it. He was just like, <laughs> he was all into this, um, which was great. And then he, uh, um, and then he goes into this like, just a really like uh, great advice for people. I mean, just give some good life advice on our show. So I think that uh, it was really nice. It's really cool. So, in the voice uh, of Mario? No, that was in his Darn voice. Um, but here's, here is Charles uh, Martinet. Let me um, get that. I'm going to pause it until I can actually get him in the right spot this time. Cause look how it puts one of us up there. It's so annoying. <laughs> look at his shirt and the hat. Oh, I love it. Right. Just yeah. Committed. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, the cowboy hat is a little, I didn't expect that. Yeah. The cowboy hat is a little. But yeah, look at him. All right, here we go. Mario is one of, really, literally got to be one of the most famous video game faces in the world, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How did yeah. you get that job? Like, well, first let me say, hello to all my friends in Cleveland. It's me, Super Mario. Woohoo! You're number one. <laughs> I love it. You know, I crashed an audition. I really crashed an audition 31 years ago to be an Italian plumber from Brooklyn named Mario for a company named Nintendo. I had never heard of Mario, never heard of Nintendo, but I they were doing a real-time animation system, and I crashed this audition because a friend of mine called me up. I went in, and the direction was, you're an Italian plumber from Brooklyn in a real-time animation system where we don't know if it's going to work or not, so start talking, make up, make up a voice, make up a video game, start talking, and when you run out of things to say, that's your audition. And I never ran out of things to say. I said, let's make a pizza pie together. I just had fun for 30 minutes. <laughs> 
minutes until there's no more tape. Stop talking, you know. Oh, sure. I had done a, you know, probably a, another hundred video games in the in the course of life, and hundreds of corporate videos, and uh, the different radio and TV advertising, a thousand uh, radio and TV uh, announcer things, you know. But then when I saw Mario, I fell in love with the character. It was just so much fun, such a delight. Is there a, is there a, an inspiration for the voice? Like, did, like, did you think of somebody or something? Like, where where did the voice? Come? I I had played Grimio in Taming of the Shrew. Nice Italian guy, Tolka like these. Uh, we did a, a sort of modern version at the San Jose Repertory Theater, where uh, uh, Mario uh, where, uh, Petruchio was the uh, GI going back to Italy to find his bride, and I was the bride's uh, father. Okay. And I, th I, I thought when he said, you know, you're an Italian plumber from Brooklyn, I thought, all right, I could talk like this, get out of my face, I'm working here, you know? <laughs> or I could make him, you know, more fun. And I thought, well, Gremio, I'd make him younger and say, hey, yeah, how you doing today? Hello, daddy, it's me, you know? And I heard action. I didn't know anything about video games except waka, 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 waka. <laughs> and I heard action, I said, hello, I'm a Mario. Let's make a pizza pie together. And I started making up these games of like, I, we make food, I chase you with it, I catch you with it, but then we make the food and you catch me with it and I eat it back and forth and back and forth. I didn't stop talking until I heard, stop talking, cut, there's no more tape. Thank you, we'll be in touch. And I thought that was the end, but that was 31 years ago. Just absolute joy, what an honor and what a joy. And I say this wow. to everybody, 31 do what years you ago. love to do in life. Find your joy, your passion, what you really love and go for it, you know? If you don't make a billion dollars, it doesn't matter. If you're being happy, you're bringing happiness into the world, you know, because people are good. You know, it's easy to watch the newspapers and the TVs and say, oh boy, people are rotten, aren't they? Because that's all the bad news. The good news is how wonderful people are. Everybody's got a, a, a marvelous heart, you know, and when you're looking for your happiness, you try to get in touch with that by being your own best friend, you know, treating yourself the way you treat your best friend means that you're very affectionate towards yourself, very kind and caring and understanding, you know? I don't want to be his Thank best you. friend. <laughs> Wasn't that great? Oh, I just started it again by accident. Um, yeah, that was good. really good stuff. Uh, I just loved uh, everything. What a kind-hearted fellow. Right? Yeah. Yes. That was really I'm like, ugh, can I, I just want to be your friend. Yeah, He's been doing so it for cool. 31 years. That's crazy. That is kind of nuts. Uh, one of the other things, though, that he did uh, is um, I have a friend uh, that I work with whose daughter is uh, four, almost five years old, and she loves Mario, just loves him to really? death, right? She uh. just, it's like a big, a big fan. And uh, I, I told him her name, I, I told him her name and asked if he would say hi to her. And here's what he, he did. Loves Mario. Her name is Tilly. Sure. If you can say hi to her or something. Hello, Super Princess Tilly. It's -a me. Super. Mario, woohoo! You're number one. Ha <laughs> ha! See you in my games. Is thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Whoop, oh my gosh! Was that not cool? So I sent that to him, and she loved it. So that was really fun. That, That's like, awesome. And he was just, you know, he just did that because he's a nice person. So he's a nice guy. Yeah, Charles Martinet. He. Oh uh, my gosh! Really cool uh, guy. 
They just warm my heart. Does it? Yeah, I thought that was <laughs> a warm hard my heart. One. Yes. Um, so the next one I'm going to play. Uh, this is probably why Matt is tuning in, um, <laughs> not for us or anything. <laughs> um, I uh, I got to sit down with Brian O'Halloran, who plays uh, Dante Hicks in the um, Clerks Clerks series of movies. series of movies, and among other things, he's been in other movies too. But this is like kind of like what everybody that's, that's, se- seems to know him for, and he he. Uh, uh, owns that, and you'll you'll see right in the beginning of this interview. Um, I can't wait to I can't wait I, to hear this. I can't I catch him uh, in a minute. Um, so Matt, you're gonna love this too. Um, <laughs> let's just get this started now. First of all, okay, for, I'm gonna start it. Hold on. So I know that uh, initially makes sense. All right, so I'm gonna stop it first of all. So this interview will go down in history as the 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 day I blinded Brian O'Halloran because uh, so he volunteered where you were sitting. sitting. Yeah. So he was sitting where I am and he knew, you know, being in filmmaking and and knowing how things are done, lighting knew that the window behind him would be too much in the lens it would blow out. And he's right. He's absolutely right. So I was like, oh, sure, let's move. And he sat over there. I sat down. I got the camera, put it up, started talking. Because, again, I'm trying to get in. And I don't want to keep this guy all day. There's people waiting to talk to him. So I'm trying to hurry. I get it all set up. We start talking. And at some point during the interview, I glance over. And I notice that there's this light down one side, (laughs) light down the other side. And right down the middle is this shadow of the window, right? And it moves around. Like when he moves his head, you can see it's more obvious. So I'm just putting that out there right now. All right. So it's your fault. Yeah. Well, I mean, he (laughs) volunteered to sit there, but, uh, you know, this is, this is not my best camera work in, uh, 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 so, um, I am going to go back to the beginning so you can make sure to hear all of this. So this, listen very closely here at the beginning. So, into a, to a, I wasn't even supposed to be here today. I was trying, I mean, I had planned that from the get go. Um, and yeah, he's the, very, very cool about it. The best so, part is he, he saw it coming. He like yeah, knew. As soon as he realized, he's like, oh, wait a minute. I know what you did. So Leah, have you seen Clerks? Matt's asked in the, in the chat. No, I have not. Okay. Uh, so do we need the, a watch party? We need one watch of the party. lines, Dante works at a quick stop and um, somebody was supposed to show up, never showed up for work. So he had to, to come in and open the store and throughout the movie like he, as all the stuff is happening throughout the day he's like I'm not even supposed to be here today like right. that's, his, that's like, like his exasperation constant, yeah he keeps coming back to it as like this joke running joke throughout the whole movie <laughs> and so I basically got him the, to, to say he wasn't supposed to be here today oh I love it oh so good <laughs> all right so let's 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 hear him talk about his career in Clark uh, so uh, obviously uh, you're in Clark and all of these other things. Um, tell me about how you got started. When did that first start? I mean, as a young 
young kid, I wanted to be part of like the talent shows as a younger kid. Um, my brother, my uh, the middle brother, who's like uh, six years older to, than me, uh, he was doing shows as a kid in, in schools and stuff like that, and I wanted to be a part of it. Um, but full fledged kind of like that type of thing, I I didn't do high school plays till literally like my last like junior and senior year, and then um, got out, went to community college, took all the theater kind of courses I wanted to take, then dropped out of that and just went into like work mode just to make money and then it was after that after being with friends and just complaining about oh look at this guy he doesn't know what he's doing kind of thing in certain films and stuff like that and my one friend's were like well, why don't you go out and do it then if you think you can if, if you think you can do better kind of thing which was a nice kind of like check to me and I was like oh, alright and he found an audition for me for a local community theater in the paper he's like here Dracula this is something you could like be Renfield or something I'm like oh alright so I went down there and auditioned uh, I got the role of Renfield it was at the First Avenue Playhouse which was the, the town next to where Kevin grew up and was raised and worked and stuff like that and uh, worked there for like three years doing different shows there and all over the, the central Jersey northern Jersey and New York City area and then uh, Kevin held auditions at that same theater like two or three years later of me doing it full time that it was it I started to want to do it then we made that film and we went to Sundance the following January and the film got picked up and then it was like holy crap it was the type of thing where in my acting career before doing a play is one thing where you know you're you're entertaining the audience in front of you but being in a film where now it's being distributed around the states around the world where people can now know your work from anywhere uh, was kind of mind boggling and, and kind of cool at the same time was there a moment either during filming or during kind of the aftermath when you got picked up where when you finally realized this is like we've got something like we've got something here because it's kind of like it's become a classic like initially it was uh, yeah I mean I, I didn't quite feel yeah I, I didn't quite feel like I wasn't like box office watching the technology to do that wasn't really around unless you literally called Miramax and go like what do we do kind of thing which obviously Kevin did but um, you know it wasn't until it went into the VHS rental market where it was the type of thing where you, we sold so many copies to different video stores and video store chains and I remember we were an event me and Jeff Anderson who plays Randall we were at an event in upstate New York uh, for the video rental store convention whatever it is and we were there trying to push the sales of the clerk's video through Buena Vista Video and um, one of the big wigs from Blockbuster Video was there and came over do you know that your movie is the most unreturned and stolen video in our chain and I was like well that's our fan base a bunch of cheap thieves would you like to buy 20 more cases that's amazing uh, so since Clerks you've appeared in several other universe uh, movies um, many times it's either Dante again or a relative of Dante which um, what do you think is the genetics of the Hicks family oh it's, 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 it's definitely 
got to be some sort of uh, weird kind of, uh, you know, Kentucky strain of New Jersey or something. No slam on Kentucky. Everybody, everybody slams Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> so I know the addition to film is like music literacy started in theater. You still do theater, right? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, tell me a little bit about like what do you prefer? Do you like being from the live audience? Do you like feeding off your energy? Do you like the, the flexibility of being able to film and just kind of do it? You're, at, you're, you're pretty much answering exactly what I was about to say. Um, pretty much uh, my... Go, Sorry. Uh, it's like I suddenly became a lawyer. Asked and answered. Object. Right. Yes, yes. <laughs> so yeah, I basically asked and answered the question for him, but he still is gracious enough to give us an answer. Here guys. Bank account likes doing films, um, but the, 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 the interaction, the live feedback, the knowing where to go, uh, certain shows you'll do a couple of month run, months run of or it's sometimes it's just as short as one weekend so you don't get a chance to change things as much but at least you get to take a character's arc from very beginning to end and you get a full complete story while acting it out um, I like it the actor in me loves doing live theater uh, and I do and I love live performance in general uh, uh, I occasionally do stand up from time to time and, and that kind of um, feel and feedback from the audience is always great uh, when you're on a roll, especially, um, you know, it's almost like when we do the Q and A's at these cons, it's the same kind of feel. You're getting that kind of live interaction with. Um, but doing a film, you know, I've, I've done quite a few films now, and I, I really enjoy the the camaraderie, the pulling it together that we're all making this this film kind of thing, um, where you know every department is there for their specialty, and uh, and, and we hope at the end when we finally see it up on the screen that you can see all the parts coming together and making this this whole project work it's not just one main actor it's not just one main director it's a really a huge collaborative effort which I enjoy Again, uh, just reminding celebrities of their mortality. I want to make sure. <laughs> so, uh, they realize the just day. how old they are. <laughs> uh, I think that's. I think that's your thing, Jeff. I think that's going to be my niche. Is just <laughs> Bar Barbara Walters makes them cry. I make them, uh, yeah, you know, face the, the music uh, that they have. Uh, right. you, make them, you make them. You make them sigh. Yeah, here. Or we made it in '93, so it's definitely been over. You know, the 30-year mark making it. So, yeah. But uh, what do you think is different for you now? Like, what do you think you've learned in that time as an actor? That, you know, that's different from when you guys made clerks to, to how you feel about how you grown. Uh, have a good lawyer. I've learned that. <laughs> I've learned that well. Pay attention, kids. Yourself a good lawyer. When it's all said and done, have everything passed through a lawyer. Um, no, I'm kidding. Hold on, I'm not kidding. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of things where um, putting in the work really does make a difference. Putting in the work of learning 
learning the, on my end of the camera learning the, the character learning you know learning the angles of cameras learning if you put in the work to know how to make it the optimum experience for the fan for the filmmaker for the character to truly be seen and stuff like that it, it takes work it's not just like say words in front of a camera go because um, you're cheating yourself out of a great performance you're cheating the audience out of uh, what they want to see um, so I think um, I didn't put in the work as much as I would put in now now I put in a lot of work for what I do so and you've worked with Kevin on several projects what would you say is different about the, the filmmaking process when you guys were first you know, coming up with Kevin versus you guys just around and well, I mean, it's it's literally a world of difference. It's literally black and white, like color and black and white. Um, Kevin has grown. Aliyah, for for the reference, the original Clerks, he did it in black and white. So that's he was oh. making a joke. There. Right? Yeah, it didn't come. Uh, it wasn't the budget like ten thousand dollars, something like that. Yeah, something it's something crazy. outrageously tiny. Yeah to tremendous levels to know every for the most part almost every department to know what he wants um, he may not be like I, this needs a 50 lens and this needs a 35 and we should do a 70 here like he's not that all involved in it but he knows how he wants things framed he knows what kind of emotion he wants to come through the lens he knows um, what makes him happy and he knows that what makes him happy there is a group of fans out there that feel like him that get it and so the good thing about Kevin is he's never he's never sold out to an ideal to just do something just to say I did it he he does it for he does it for the experience of like I have a story to tell and he tells it through his his lens everybody has their own lens and has their own you know agendas and their own kind of points of view and uh, he's made his point of view and, and rarely deviates off that point of view which which I find refreshing and, and so I read that it's Uh, but then there's a lot of heart to this. Um, 
you know, Kevin has talked about this in other interviews, you know, after his real life heart attack, he really took an introspective about what's important to him in, in life and, and family and things like that. And he poured a lot of that into this film. And so um, I look forward. I mean, we've been, the last I was told from Kevin uh, just just last week was uh, it's the fall, sometime between September and November when this film comes out. So it's up to the beautiful marketing team, team at Lionsgate to come up with a strategy of how to market it and when to release it and how to do it and what kind of publicity we want to do it for. I know Kevin wants to do the same kind of roadshow aspect that we did for the Jane Silent Bob reboot movie. So uh, I look forward to uh, seeing it and talking about it. So what's next for, for Brian? We've talked about what's, what's, what Dante's up to. What's next for, for you? Uh, what's next for me? I'm, uh, over the, the lockdown, I did my own uh, kind of streamcast podcast show called The O'Holloran. So I probably will expand that some more. I haven't started the next season yet. I'll, I'll be doing that shortly. These have been taking up quite a bit of my weekends, which is fine. I enjoy them a lot. I'm a big fan of everybody else who comes to these, and I'm a fan of the cities I visit. Uh, I'm in talks with two other production companies for doing some movies this year, hopefully. If not this year, the beginning of next year. Um, and then I look forward to, to going on tour with this Clerks 3 and seeing where we go from there. I'd like to see what people think of where we've come in this. So, uh, and I'm looking forward to the hockey playoffs. So, <laughs> well, I keep doing that. Yeah, so there you go. Brian O'Halloran. Uh, really, nice really cool. Yeah, he was really great to talk to. Um, obviously, you know, uh, having a little fun there. He, he uh, joking around, but um, and I, I, he didn't actually charge me ten dollars for making him say the the line. So that was good. Um, well, that's weird because I got an invoice on my Venmo from him. Oh well, there you go. You can cover so, that then. Yeah, I'll take care of it. Well, he did say he got a good lawyer, so maybe I'm going to hear from them soon. Uh, I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, that was his. That was part of his life advice. Oh, Matt says the uh, clerks was twenty seven thousand five hundred and seventy five dollars. Yeah, so, so that I mean low, that's, but still that's super cheap. Oh gosh, for a for and and it got picked up uh, by yeah. Weinstein, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. <laughs> I had forgotten. Guy, but, I had um, forgotten the Buena Vista video was the uh, yeah. distributor on VHS. And then, uh, and then it just it just like became a it's cult really classic. Kind of a, People yeah, just yeah. just adore it. And he has got uh, you know Kevin Smith has got this fan base that is just like everywhere and rabid. Like they and they're just they just love Kevin Smith. He can show up and you know, read from the phone book and people will pay to come see it like that. You know what I mean? Like it, it doesn't even have to, it's just, uh, because he'll make it entertaining somehow. He'll be funny. He'll be whatever. Um, Matt, yeah. I will watch clerks. No worries. Yeah. <laughs> now go now you go watch clerks now. <laughs> All, All right. these capital letters. <laughs> so we got a couple more, uh, interviews and I do want to get our, co- we have a cosplay, uh, recap too that we that um uh nerbs wax put together for me uh i uh, went out and and shot a bunch of footage and then she uh edited some of that together it's not a complete it's it's um we're gonna put out a so it's a lot of octane is what you're saying version (laughs) no she's not in it um but yeah we're gonna put out a complete version this is like a shortened version for the show but i will um in the next few days put out like a full version so if you don't see your cosplay in the one we do tonight check out you know make sure you subscribe to YouTube. 
um, Check our, our Instagram, channel. our yeah. Facebook, all those places. You'll that way you'll know exactly when we put the full version out there. We're, our goal is to put everybody we filmed in there. We don't want to drop anybody if we can't help That's it. Right. Uh, so that'll make it a little bit of a longer video. Um, but you know, we want to show. There's some really great cosplays that we got uh, footage of, so I want to make sure to show those. So, um, uh, and speaking of cosplay, one of the interviews that I did is uh, a particular cosplayer. He's actually local here in Cleveland. And, uh, it's interesting. So here's, I'm just going to play. <laughs> Is it strange? Uh, no, but here, I'm just going to play it and, uh, we'll, we'll enjoy it together. Okay, here we go. So I'm here with Deadpool at Fan Expo, uh, Cleveland. And, uh, uh he's an, he's an, turns out Deadpool's an Uber driver. So we're going to find out a little bit more about this. Uh, tell me a little bit more about your car. When did this come about? This, uh, 2018 after the second movie came out, I fell in love with the first movie and the second one. And then I already been an Uber driver and I turned my 2010 Dodge Avenger into the Deadpool Avenger. <laughs> That's amazing. And so you actually pick people up in this? Yep. I actually pick people up in Uber on Friday, Saturday nights in downtown Cleveland. So what's love the that. craziest reaction you've had? Uh, people yell, they scream, they cry. They cry. Uh, I've had a few uh, people get in and jump right out. Sink. I scared them. Something happened with the sync, so you can hear the audio. I don't know what happened when we rendered it. We were really rushing to get this one out. I uh, uh, wanted to include it tonight. But uh, yeah, apparently when I rendered it, the sync didn't uh, quite work. But you can still hear him. Here he goes. They're like, I'm not getting in no car with no guy with no mask. I said, I'm Deadpool. <laughs> You're in an Uber. You're safe. So what's what's your uh, what's your Uber rating? Uh, 4.95. Okay. All right. So mostly positive. Yeah, it went up. And my ratings and my tips went up like crazy. People, they love it. I make their night. You know, but uh, yeah, too. And uh, my TikTok is going crazy from it. At Deadpool Uber Driver is my TikTok. And it's just, it's just blown up. All right. People love it. They love Take the car. Time. They time love it. Check it. Oh, you're doing something unique, man. You got your little niche there. So it's really cool. A lot of fun. The next time I go to the airport, I hope I get Deadpool. Yeah, you never know. You never yeah, know. You know. We can't request drivers, right? <laughs> right. I love um, that he's putting in maximum effort. As, yes. as appropriate <laughs> I yeah. seriously hope that Ryan Reynolds sees that and just gives him mad props for that I, yeah I don't know if Ryan Reynolds I mean I feel like he would have told, said if Ryan Reynolds had like acknowledged him that would be something that he would yeah 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 oh yeah but I just he mean like hopefully he, hopefully he does hopefully he sees it yeah because uh, that was fun yeah it was a really cool card I mean you see the inside is yeah. all decorated and decked out is all Deadpool colors and stuff it's really cool um, so I, I mean, what would you do if you called an Uber and Deadpool showed up? <laughs> okay. So I would love it. Number one, totally love yes. it. Totally go into, because you, and you can tell from, from the interview that, 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 you know, he knows a character well enough that he can play the character. So he's not just like an Uber driver dressed up in the costume and he's taken to your location. I'm positive. And based on, based on the TikTok videos that people have been tagging him in. Um, oh shoot. Shut up. Um, <laughs> freaking Deadpool in my is phone. Is that what you do when the show is on? You sit over there watching TikTok and, uh, I'm kidding. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually what I'm doing right now. <laughs> no, but based, based on the titles of the TikToks that, that have him tagged, it's like, legit got picked up by Deadpool. And so he's obviously playing up the character, which is great. I love it. I love that kind of effort. And so I would be totally excited. Like I said, I wish, I wish I could request, I want Deadpool Uber driver to take him to the airport. Right. Seriously. Would, would you, you would get in the car, Aaliyah? Uh, <laughs> it's a little 
bit different for females. Sure. Fair. That, well, that's what is exactly what I was thinking. Like when I asked him, I'm like, so do some people uh, like before I interviewed him, I, I was talking to him and then I'm like, I should be interviewing you. Like, wait, we, we should just like, th- we should be doing this on camera. We should be doing this. on. Camera. So I didn't ask him all the same things, but yeah, I asked him like, what kind of reactions does he, does he get? And he mentioned a few in that one, but yeah, like he, sometimes people, you know, they're, they're like, Nope, I'm not going to do this. Like they think he's, you know, creeper. Yeah. Being weird or something. But, uh, I think, but I guess more people than, than not actually think, you know, this is kind of funny. It would be hard for me because like, I would be so excited and so hyped, but also at the same time, like terrified. Anxious and uneasy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and this is is why it's cool. Go ahead. So you wouldn't, you definitely wouldn't do it by yourself, but if you were with a group of friends, co-ed friends, Oh, then absolutely. You'd be, you'd be for it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that makes sense. Makes sense. And I think now that you've seen it, now that, you know, once the word gets out that this guy is legit, he's an actual Uber driver, he's not, you know, yes. stalking people as, as Deadpool around Cleveland. Uh, as word gets out, I think people will be like, it's almost like the cash cab in New York. It's like, you know what I mean? Like right. you call a taxi and if it's the cash cab, you're like, oh my gosh. Oh. And it's just like ah. you call an Uber and it's Deadpool. And he also says that he messages, like he'll go ahead and message them let them when know he gets it time. and says, by the way, I'm the dead, Deadpool Uber driver. Um, Deadpool. And, uh, you know, I, I'm in a Deadpool car and dress as Deadpool. And then, so they have a chance to like oh, say, oh, okay. nope. <laughs> and yeah. switch it up. So, um, so yeah, he gives him a little heads up. So that's Hasn't cool. he heard the mask mandate has been lifted? I mean, come on. Right? Yeah. How does he breathe in that thing? I don't know. It's pretty crazy. Um, but yeah. Everybody else does. A lot of fun. Nose. <laughs> All right. I'm so it out there. breathe in their, their mouth. <laughs> mouth breathers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he breathes oh through God. his ears when he has the mask on because the fabric's right. not as thick around the side of the head. Right. All right. Our final, uh, <laughs> our final interview of the night uh, is, was the one I was really, really looking forward to. I mean, all these were, were, were great gets. I was so excited to talk to Brian um, as well. But uh, I was, I was, there was a couple of voice actors that I was really, really trying to get right. Um, one of them was Billy West, mm. which uh, he wasn't allowed to do interviews for some reason. So mm-hmm. we couldn't get an interview with him. Um, I was, uh, at, so that was a disappointment, but um, Charles Martinet, obviously I wanted to get, I got him. Um, but this was the guy that was the highest on my list. Like I, I have been a fan of this guy forever. I totally fanboyed. Um, I won't show you the all the footage because there's he kept on I started going the right? camera as no, as I, I started, no, because Jerry showed up in the background. You'll see him. Uh, <laughs> He's like, you're over time. Um, but no, I uh, when I got up there, literally the bottom of my tripod fell off the yes. The, um, uh, as I'm trying to put the microphone up on the, on, on the table or, you know, to, so that I can, or my phone up on the table, which is, was recording the audio and then bring the microphone over the cord tangled and I yanked my phone off. The phone fell on the floor. I mean, I'm fumbling around like an idiot and he's like helping me. And it's just like, it was the most, but he was so cool about it. Like he was just like, you know, um, yeah, but I was part of it was because just stuff went wrong. Like it's just, it's, it's it technical difficulties, right? Yeah, it wouldn't be a world. But, right. 
And, and, but a lot of it was also like, I was so nervous to meet this guy. I mean, I just, he's one of my favorite voice actors of all time. He's done some of the most uh, iconic voices in my, uh, of shows that I've loved for ages and ages. Um, So I'm going to go ahead and play this. Uh, There's a couple places where I'll, I'll make some comments, but uh, this is my interview with uh, Rob Paulson. Rob Paulson. Yeah. Of Animaniacs and uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and all that. Here we yeah. go. So we're talking with Rob Paulson. Yes, you are. To the show. Um, I'm just like, I'd love to know, like, how did you first get into voice acting? Where did the voices come from? Well, once I got out of prison, I mean, uh, <laughs> I uh, started as a as a traditional actor, stage, TV, that type of stuff. When I moved to LA, and in the mid '80s, uh, I got the opportunity to audition for cartoons. Uh, the first of which were G.I. Joe and Transformers. And um, I told my agent, please send me out for more of this because I love the fact that nobody cares what I look like. I'm not limited by my average looking Caucasian guy vibe from Michigan. Um, And it was a good choice, Jeff, because uh, now I'm only limited by you know, being Yakko or Pinky or Carl Weezer or Raphael or Donatello or whoever else I'm doing at the moment. And uh, it's turned out to be a great choice. And coming to these events is nothing short of heartwarming. <laughs> okay, so. Um, Wait, so he wasn't allowed to do interviews, but he's there. Yeah, he makes an appearance. I don't know if he's doing this for the camera because he looks he's right totally, at it. He's totally doing it for the camera. It's um, Billy West. Yeah, which was so funny. He's one of the biggest hams ever. <laughs> he cut. He's he was coming out from behind the table to do some of the the photos with people. He was really cool. Oh, about that. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he, but his, um, his. I don't know if you can see uh, the lady in the kind of light blue shirt there. That is uh, right next to her. On her left is where he is sitting. But and oh, to I get see. out, he has to come all the way down here behind Rob Paulson and get out. And then walk down to, to the people. This and so like this is him returning flaw. from one of those trips. And I, he does this little Frankenstein routine. But uh, yeah, so totally, I couldn't totally get, for the camera. Couldn't get the interview with Billy West, but he made an appearance and I appreciate that. So here we go. And to see how everybody's included. And I love being part of that. <laughs> so now the Animaniacs is one of one of a big. Here's, here's the moment I finally realized I needed to put the microphone to my own face when I talked to him so you could hear me. <laughs> Because at the beginning, I'm just like, oh, I'm going to keep this here because I might miss something. How did you not crack up when you saw that? Yeah. I didn't notice it until I was editing. I didn't even see him. wow. I was so focused on Rob Paulson. Here we go. Show. This was one of my favorite cartoons, like, of all time. And it's back. So um, why? what do you think it is about the Animaniacs that uh, endures, that people still today still want to hear from them? I think it's a number of things. It's It doesn't, firstly, it doesn't condescend to the audience. The jokes are pretty fast, and it assumes that people will get it. Uh, the gentleman who created the show, Tom Ruger, um, had the edict come down from Mr. Spielberg to say, we're not going to, um, we're not going to make a show that's a little kid show. We're going to be in the same vein as Looney Tunes, uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle. Um, 
Okay, so that's Jerry. Is that Jerry? Right. <laughs> Let's see. Who's that guy? Who's yeah. that guy? Um, yeah, I thought he, that was Jerry. <laughs> yeah, he, he's clearly come to kind of get in my eye, eyesight so that I know that I'm, you know, we're running out of time. Just a little reminder. I wasted so much time dropping the phone and all this stuff. I feel, uh, you know, but I feel like that shouldn't count, man. Right, you know? exactly. Yeah, but, and right. Rob, Rob felt that way too. So he just kept going. You know what I mean? He didn't care. Any of the Flintstones classic stuff that has stood the test of time, and I think Animaniacs is no different. Um, people get the jokes today that when you saw it the first time when you were a younger guy, you probably get jokes now that you didn't get then. And the new episodes are being written the same way, and that's on purpose. All right, real quick, check out this Witcher guy. In the yeah, look at the Witcher. yeah, I saw him. <laughs> Who's He's he in line for? Um, that's, uh, I think that's Janet Varney, right? Right. Oh. Yeah. If you okay. look at the sign right behind Rob, that's Janet Varney. Yeah. Um, so great. I guess he's going to see her. Um, nice. He's he's in our cosplay. Mon I don't think he made the early cut here, but he's in the the big one. I got to to talk to him later. He's pretty cool. All right. Sorry. Just one. I'm distracted by him. I, I I felt like I needed to acknowledge. He's like this super tall guy. He's like <laughs> there. Right. He is tall. Yeah. Well, it's amazing. The music is incredible. Well, yeah, I mean, just the songs that you have done yourself, uh, it's amazing. And, I, and from what I understand, I'm not going to ask you to do it, but from what I understand, you have the whole world one, like, totally memorized. Right? Totally. Tunisia, Morocco, Uganda, Angola, Zimbabwe, Djibouti, Botswana. Absolutely. All day long. We're getting, we're getting uh, uh, played off here at the... Uh, <laughs> so much. I appreciate My pleasure, Jeff. And please, uh, World Gone Geek, stay geeky, baby. All right. Stay geeky, baby. Oh, my God. Yeah, that is because of the new tagline. Yeah, that needs to be. Yes, please. (laughs) He's so awesome. And Rob Paulson knows my name. He he said it it twice. twice. Like he acknowledged who I was. Like it was that. That's, I mean. That's it's just awesome. Like what a gr- what a great guy, um, and I can't tell you how much it meant to me. Yeah, that he's 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 very careful to to like acknowledge who you are and not just you know oh this is another guy I'm talking to. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Um, he was think he super, would come on for super cool. You think he'd come on the show? I am definitely going to call him because right before I dropped everything and looked like an idiot, I uh, before we started the interview, I mentioned that we had a mutual acquaintance on the show uh, right, last through. year. Shane Shank yeah. is uh, who is the um, uh, mastermind of behind the sound and audio design of uh, Carcerum, yes. which yep. is a fantasy podcast. Check it out. Um, fantastic, fantastic. Follow it. Yeah, fantastic. it's really good. Follow that. Rob Paulson is a character in it and mm-hmm. uh, Maurice LaMarche. Uh, so it's like you got a whole animatics thing going on there. Uh, but there's lots of other characters uh, or people that you'll recognize. Um, it's a great audio uh, adventure drama. The sound design is just phenomenal. You really feel like you're in a movie there. It's really good. So check it out. Carcerum. Follow them. Subscribe. Uh, um, after you subscribe to us and then uh, you'll enjoy that. <laughs> Why not both? Right. Exactly. So, um, yeah, so I think he might, I mean, I think we might be able to to pull some strings and get him on the actual show where we can talk to him for a little bit longer. So I am definitely going to be trying to make that happen. Um, <laughs> the only way you'll be able to know if I succeeded is by hitting that subscribe yeah. button or okay. going to our podcast, uh, and following that, um, on either Apple podcasts, iHeart, wherever you listen to podcasts, wherever we're everywhere. Podcasts. Right. So make sure to do that and follow us at Oregon Geek. All right. So Stay the moment geeky, baby. a lot of people have been wait, waiting for is uh, the um, our cosplay kind of 
uh, overview, highlight reel, if you will. This is going to be great for our podcast listeners. Exactly. So podcasters, uh, podcast listeners, um, you're probably going to get like a little cut here. And then suddenly I'll be talking about something else because I'm not going to waste your time with this video. You, 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 well, you might enjoy the music. You might, oh, we could, music we, is pretty cool. The we, could, we could, we could describe. We could imagine. Yeah. We'll, we'll do an audio description. <laughs> of it. No, feel free. Make sure you go to YouTube. Like I said, in a few days, the, the full video will be there. Um, uh, so you can see uh, there if you are a uh, one of the cosplayers who uh, who we met there and we gave our cards to so that you could watch uh, the video. Um, hopefully uh, you'll get to see it right here. But uh, if you're not in this one, don't fret. Like I said, the the full video will be um, in a couple of days. This is literally uh, my daughter who is known as Nerves Wax on Instagram. If you want to find amazing, amazing makeup work and cosplay, uh, she is, she's one of the greatest makeup artists I have ever seen. And I know she's my daughter and I'm saying this, but I mean, come on. Oh, she's so good. She's not my daughter. Nerves I feel wax. like she is. She's awesome. Go to Instagram. Oh. N-U-R-B-Z wax. W-A-X. Uh, yes. Really, really cool. So um, definitely check her out. But yeah, so she quickly threw this together for me because I was trying to edit all those. We were there all day yesterday. Right. And then I had a bunch of stuff that I had to do this morning for church and whatnot. So this afternoon, we're both editing like crazy. And so big thanks to her for doing this. Smoke coming out of their PCs. and Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was definitely, <laughs> I had like an air, airplane landing on my uh, desk or you could hear it. It sounded the like- were going. Oh my gosh, it was so bad. Because um, uh, I was rendering all of these at once. So, um, but yeah, here's, uh, uh, so there's no graphics on this yet. Like I said, we just kind of got it together. Oh, let's enjoy the but let's enjoy amazing it, yeah. cosplayers. Here we go. That was uh, just, just a taste, right? Of uh, some of the amazing cosplay that was, was so uh, good. going on there. Uh, yeah, and we obviously uh, couldn't get everybody who cosplayed. That would be impossible. But uh, I think we got a lot of good ones and mm -hmm. uh, we're going to put the rest of them out there. Uh, I also got a couple of them gave me cards because they, they, you know, they do this, you know, at other things. Um, including the, the, you saw the, the woman with the wings. Yes. That, that was fantastic. Yeah, it's that actually, so it's actually, uh, they, they can open and close. Yeah. Like we she, saw it. Yeah. She can yeah. Do that. Um, it's phenomenal. It's so crazy to see in person. You're just like, what? Um, and she gave me her card. So I'll, I'll make sure in the comments of the, of the full video, uh, to include, uh, those, um, not the comments, the description, include how you can find some of those people. And then uh, if you are a cosplayer and you're watching this video and you saw yourself in there, please, in the comments, like tag yourself, uh, yell out who you were and which one. And we'd love to chat with you. Uh, thank you so much for being in our video and, and uh, letting me, uh, you know, run around you with a camera and all that fun stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, it was a good time. I think overall, Utah, this was, it was different, right? With Wizard World, no longer uh, it's officially taken over by this uh, new company, Fan Expo. Yep, yep. Uh, I, they I definitely, definitely uh, uh, felt better about about this con because you know uh, the first first one or two Wizard Worlds uh, felt like felt like a con. You know, they had the photo ops, the autographs, and they had the artist alley and and vendors. But like the last Wizard World we went to was not your typical convention. It was very obvious that Wizard World was having problems getting content 
Uh, not a lot of vendors were there. They had like two or three stages. Cato Kalin was hosting on one stage, if you remember, <laughs> remember that. that. Yeah. And then they had another second stage where there was a ventriloquist and a magician. It felt more like a, it almost felt more like an indoor carnival versus a, a comic convention, which is, you know, or a fan expo, so to speak. And so, um, after that wizard world, I figured, you know, if they do this again, I'm, I'm not even going to bother going. Cause it just wasn't what I was expecting or what I, I was hoping to see. But this fan expo did a good job this year. They, they brought it back to, I think what people expect from a comic con. There were definitely a lot more vendors. Uh, the fact that they had an artist alley that was well populated by local and also, um, you know, incoming artists was great. Their celebrity list guest list was pretty good i mean we got bill shatner i mean right yeah you know. and kevin smith i mean they and got kevin basically, smith we got the clerks crew i mean yeah dante uh randall we're both uh, there so uh, from it, clerks it was yeah, the whole clerks. It, it, now Michael i don't Walker remember how there? much how much was the whole clerks experience because that was one where you could get with all four all right get all of them right uh, uh that's a good question five, there was another guy there but i didn't recognize right him. trevor right yeah i think so yeah, he played. I, I he just, played. He, he played the. He played the kid that was the Lord of the Rings fan in uh, okay. Clerks Two. Well, now I know who he is. Yeah, I just. Yep, yep. yep. I, I um, was. I didn't like Clerks Two as much. I'm not knocking it. It was great. I mean, it was funny. But the clerk, <laughs> the original one, is like the one that I really enjoyed. And yeah, uh, I agree. I, I mean, it feels weird to do these these sequels, but I'll still go see it. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I'll totally, uh, I'll totally go see it. Yeah, but um, yeah, the original is still always kind of my favorite. And totally. Uh, I've only seen the second one a couple times, so that's probably why I didn't know who that guy was. So I apologize, uh, what, uh, Trevor. What, one of the best scenes in that movie is Randall explaining oh, yeah. Lord of the Rings. No, that's the scene. <laughs> yeah, you're right. The whole Star Wars versus Lord of the Rings thing is just fantastic. Yeah. Oh, it's so great, so great. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I love what Fan Expo is doing. You know, they they've done they have experience in, in in these conventions. You know, they they do MegaCon and a couple other others out of, from other states. And so I was uh, cautiously optimistic and I'm glad that uh, it turned out the way it did because this is the type of thing that I, that uh, I think Cleveland would lo love to have. And uh, you know, I think that there's plenty of cosplayers in the area that love to show off their stuff and doing it at a place like fan expo is great. Fairly recently, recently priced in terms of multi-day passes from what I heard too. I mean, yeah. I don't think it was ex exorbitant. So um, I hope they keep it up. I hope they, I hope next year is the same, if not better. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And from a me, be, uh, this first time that I've gotten to go there on a press pass, I've had booths there in the past for charity, for extra right. life and things like that. So I don't think I've ever paid to get in there. I've <laughs> always found a way to get in without having to pay. Um, but uh, no, I'm kidding. I mean, we did the extra life booth. We had, you know, booth access and that was a charity booth that they actually gave us. So Correct. Um, we were there for several years with that. Um, and then now, yeah, we got in with the media pass, got those great, uh, interviews. It just went really smooth. It was really awesome. Big thanks to Jerry Milani, who is the media guy there. Um, thank you, Jerry. I don't know if he's watching, thank if, you. He, if he watches these, but if he does, thank you so much. That was, I, you know, I fanboyed like an idiot in front of Rob Paulson and just really, <laughs> really enjoyed my time, uh, talking to those people. So, uh, it was a great experience. Yeah. And so Aaliyah, um, this year. So, you know, so think, next year, Leah, um, well, no, well, next year for fan expo for sure, for sure. For but sure. There's some more stuff this year that we might be able to get you, uh, to, um, and uh, I'll just say now we're, we're, uh, we're going to have a booth at, uh, odd mall 
in Akron, which I think is in August, I believe. Spoke with Andy. Yeah. He was at the Fan Expo and he's like, please come. You know, I'll have a booth. We may even broadcast live from there. So um, uh, we'll have more information on that as it comes. He'll be a guest uh, a week before. He promised that his kid wouldn't get hurt uh, this time because he was supposed to be a guest, <laughs> remember? And like literally, right? I, I text him 20 he had to minutes go to the, ER. the show. Yeah. yeah. And he is taking his kid to the ER. So he's like, I promise that won't happen again. Um, he's a super cool guy. So uh, he's going to be on the show in August. We're going to go to Odd Mall. I am thinking about going to get Galaxy Con in December. I'm actually, I'm toying with the idea of a booth. Um, if not, uh, as, in Columbus, uh, right? as press, yeah, it's down in Columbus, uh, Bill Shatner, Kevin, uh, Smith, all those guys will be there, but also, uh, a bunch of other, uh, Christopher Eccleston is going to be oh, there. Wait, is that so, run by Fan Expo too? I don't think so. Hmm. Okay. I don't think so. They had a booth there. Uh, oh, okay. Con. All right. That makes yeah. sense. In fact, uh, I, in fact, I won this at the booth. If we want to keep our, uh, Star Trek, uh, theme going. Oh, look at you with your year five it's comic year book. Year five. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, Kirk with the tri trouble with tribbles there. Trouble with the twibble. That's a classic photo, right? I mean, that's a classic. That, yeah, I mean, yeah. You can't get I away love from it. that. I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, I have no idea what this is. I haven't even opened it yet. I don't know if I want to because uh, maybe it's worse. I don't think it is, but um, it's probably it a could be. It might be, but it might be a reprint too. I have no idea, but I, I, I'm going to read it at some point. I'm not the kind of person who does that. I know there are collectors out there that are just cursing me to the stars right now, but I read comics. I just do. I just, I get them and I read no, them. See, I can't that's, help it. That's I what the Sheldon, Funko Pops. I mean, that's what the Sheldon rule is for. You get two of each one to see? play. Yeah. One to keep in box. Oh my God. And I just, and he just dropped it on the floor. <laughs> Um, I get nervous around Rob Paulson. I get nervous around, I get nervous around Bruce Willis's Funko Pop. Could you imagine if I met him? Um, anyway, uh, uh, I did get a really cool pop though. Head. And I will share that. So I got, oh yeah, share Stephen your pop. King, definitely. Uh, Stephen King and his dog, uh, Molly. Uh, he tweets his dog, Molly, AKA the thing of evil. The thing of evil. And, uh, I love, I love those, those, posts that he does and features Molly um, are just amazing. And you guys, you know, you both know I am a huge fan of Stephen King. So I've never had a Stephen King pop, but I couldn't resist with Molly. Right. I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm getting this. Um, but that was my only like major purchase there really was that I bought another pop. Um, but that was it. I didn't really, I, I, I didn't other than, <laughs> other than those pictures that we took, right. uh, I didn't spend a lot this time. So that was pretty good. I, yeah. And I felt like we had to, I felt like, I felt like it was kind it's of William Shatner. How many more it, times will we, right. I almost said that like him. How many more times <laughs> will yeah. we, will we get a chance yeah. to take a photo? Right. This is, a, this is a guy who, yeah, who is just an icon and, and the stuff, the stuff we geek out about. And yeah, we're not, and he's, he, this yeah, might be his last year doing these kinds of things. You know what I mean? He, this might be his last tour going through and he, and then he's going to hang it up and just kind of hang out and, and uh, call Priceline and get a nice hotel down in uh, Hawaii <laughs> and just uh, enjoy himself. Right. That's what right. he does, right? That's what he does. That's, That's what he needs. needs. Yeah, he's ready to retire, maybe. I don't know. Maybe he's going to go to space again. Who knows? Um, I mean, Elon still has to go. Maybe, I mean, Elon hasn't taken him yet. So maybe he'll get to go on both. Oh, he'll uh, get to go to the space station instead of yeah. just floating space. See, that to me is real. That that to me is like, I, I, 
I almost feel like just getting shot up in the phallic symbol, floating a little bit and coming back down doesn't really count. You know what I mean? I know it well, technically. I know it technically counts. It counts. I mean, it's enough for Captain Kirk, who is ninety years old, right? Right. Ninety right. some years old. Right. This, we'll I, I feel it. like you got to go up and at least do an orbit. Mm. That makes me feel better about. It. Yeah. Okay. You've been to space. I see. But well, that's just me. I know. I know. Technically, he's been in space. Right. So. I'll, 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 I'll let, I'll let him have that. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's uh, a freaking captain. I can't take that right? away from him. Yeah. <laughs> it was, I'm so glad that we did that. Yeah. Because you, I just don't, I bet this is the last time he does these cons. I, I bet, feel like I mean, this will be the last year. I don't know how that. in your nineties that you're still doing this stuff. I mean, it's amazing that he's, he's mm -hmm. uh, still doing that it's stuff. Great. It's awesome. He it's loves really the fans. Great. He loves getting out there, but, uh, yeah, the guy. Let's give the guy a rest. He wants to go and uh, retire somewhere. At a Let him go ride hotel. his horses somewhere. You know. Right. All right. <laughs> thanks so much uh, for watching. Uh, it's been great. If you're on the podcast, thanks for listening. Make sure to follow us on all the socials at World Gone Geek. Uh, we'll be back Wednesday with the Swarma Shack Moon Knight season finale. <laughs> finale. Yes. Series finale. We don't know. Let's go. Uh, so make sure you tune in for that. It'll be great. I how promise. Are gonna, how are they going to finish it? I know, right? Yeah, no. Thanks so much for watching. We'll see you guys next time. Go see everything everywhere all at once. This has been a World Gone Geek production. For updates and sneak peeks, don't forget to get sociable. Follow World Gone Geek on Twitter, like our Facebook page, join the Facebook group, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Find World Gone Geek podcasts on your favorite podcast apps.